0: Today's daf is daf nun aleph. We're going to be beginning at the top of base We're going to be learning today's daf for for Avram ben Chaim Shimon Halevi, whose site is today. He died in the Holocaust in 1945. Let's uh, <coughs> let's pick it up. We're all quoting from the Mishnah. The Mishnah stated that. Uh, part of the the enactments that they made for the betterment of society is that if there is a creditor that has lien on properties that the debtor owns him, uh, owes him so technically that lien is a very powerful instrumentality and that lien would even transfer over to properties that have been purchased as long as, for example uh, if there is a loan that's made, that the, uh, the debtor uh, borrows money, the borrower borrows money from the lender, so all of the properties that he has at the time of when that loan is made, <laughs> assuming that we'll take the, the halacha is that if it's done <coughs> in milva beshtar, it's done in a, a loan, it's done in writing, it creates a lien on all the existing uh, property, the, the real estate. Now, which means that technically, that even if the property is sold to a third party, the lien transfers over with the property. That's why people run title search. When you do a title search, you have to make sure two things. Number one, that the property is not stolen. Number two, is that the property is not encumbered, that there is no liens on the property. Which means, therefore, if the creditor shows up, to collect on his loan, the loan has been defaulted, and there's no money to pay, technically, the creditor can collect from any properties that have a lien, which would mean he could also collect from the properties that have been sold after the debt occurred. However, the Chachomem came along and said that as long as there is property that is Bnei Chorin, that is unencumbered, that is in the hands of the borrower, in the hands of the debtor, the lender... ...cannot take from third-party property, from properties... Now, what's the Kiddush of that? The Kiddush is, is because we said that a borrower, uh, that, uh, the, that the, by, by a, a halvah, the level of, of land, the quality of land that you collect, is menah beynonis. <coughs> right? You have a right to demand a higher quality of land, and not the zibur, is not the inferior property. Which, therefore, it could come out that this takan is actually sometimes to the detriment... Of the creditor, why? Because let's say the property that was sold was the bainanis, that which was left behind was the ziburis. He doesn't want the ziburis; he wants the bainanis. No, come along in the and make a takana that what is that? Ain and a chasim You can't go after the bainanis. Why? Because there's still property left at in the hands of the borrower, which is nechorin, even though what? Ziburis. Even though it's ziburis. That was the takana. That was the way we learned the mishnah. Now, the Gemara asks a Geval here. Listen to the question, let's start him with the question. What happens if we're talking about that, that uh, Ruvain lent Shimon uh, $10,000 and there was two pieces of property at the time when he lent it, that one was a Bainanist, one was a Ziburist, each worth $5,000. Obviously, the acreage of the Ziburist is going to have to be larger than the acreage of the Bainanist. Right. Now, what happens in this case is that Shimon did not sell the Bainanis. He gifted it. He gave it away as a Matona. Comes along Ruvain after the loan defaults, and he wants to collect the $5,000 of property. Now, what does he want? He wants the Bainanis land. But that Bainanis land is no longer in the possession of of Shimon. He gifted it to Levi. Levi has it. The question that Gemara is is asking now, this Takana that you cannot collect from the Chassin Meshubodim if there is Nechorin, was it only said by a third party purchase? Or was it even said by a third-party gift? What's the Sefarad to be The Sefarad to be is, we're interested in here in protecting a purchaser. Say the locujos. We're interested in protecting the purchaser who's given cash for his property. In the case where it was gifted, really there's no reason to protect him in that case, because he never gave any cash for it. Right Never gave anything for it. On the other hand, what's the second side? The second side is you don't give things to people for nothing. Obviously, if you gave a gift, it's payback for something that the person had done, whatever it is, but it's something that at some point in time it is quantifiable. So maybe even a gift should be looked at as a purchase because it is up upset lakucus on some level. You're now making him lose. All of why the gift was given. Now he's lost that, that benefit of this. So maybe the Takana would cover him as well. That's the two starting. Let's read it inside. The says as follows, Bar Ami. Bar Ami raised the following The haich. What would be the halacha if the third party had it not as a purchase, but had it as a matona? Takanta, who David Was this takona put into place in order to protect purchasers from the loss of their money? They gave up hard cash to purchase that property, and therefore we don't want them to lose the property, especially since... The borrower has property available. aval Matona, but in a case of Matona, the Lakab said of the where the Svarab said it does not apply because he never gave up money for it. So maybe in such a case, we would allow the Ruvein to go after the Badenist that's in the hands of the Makabal Matona, even though Shimon still has Seburis. So therefore, in such a case, Loi, uh, we would not protect the Makabal Matona. Oh, oh, dear man. Or perhaps matana nami. Even in the case of matana, the takona applies. Why? Because Ela, the Islehanami, obviously, if the if Ruve, if, if, I'm sorry, if uh Levi would not have received some type of benefit from Shimon, so then then uh, Lo He would not have given him the gift. Obviously, there is there was some consideration. It might not have been cash, but there's something that has value. Otherwise, why would he have given him arbitrary? Contrary the gift. The Hilkah and therefore keep Said Lakukhos dummy. It is on some level of Sayyidil Kuchos. So that's the shaila. By a matonna, do you have the protection of Ain Main Govin Machasim Shabodin Bemakam Shiah Nechorim? That's the shaila wants to bring a raya from the following brysa. Is a brysa or is a it mishnah? I don't know. It's uh, in, in in Baba Basra. What is it, a mishnah or a brysa? Brysa. What does it say in the brysa in Baba Basra? We have the halachas of a shchiv meira. A shchiv meira is able to articulate who he wants properties to go to or who he wants his assets to go to, without having made a formal formula, a, a, a formal no. Acquisition. The reason for that being is because people are there in 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 in, their, in maybe in, in in a very sick situation, uh, sick state, and and mentally they are very fragile. And if you start putting pressure that they have to make kinyonim, it might actually wor- worsen their condition. So therefore, the chachamim said that their articulation, their verbal commitment, is considered to be binding. Obviously, the uh, the guy has to die the guy doesn't die then it's not considered to be binding so there's the case over here what happened it is rosh amar he said tnuma zuz. i want 200 dollars worth of my property to go to pliny Again the is not money he's giving he's giving property but i want 200 dollars worth of my property to go to ruvin the Gimel Meos and $300 of my property goes to Shimon, Laploni. The Dalet Meos and uh, 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 $400 of my property should go to Levi. So basically, this is what he was, Mitzavah, this was his last will and testament, and they recorded that is for posterity, to keep a record, that is what he said. 200 to Reuben, 300 to Shimon, 400 to Levi. Now says the Gemara like this that the fact that it's done in the sequence, Ruven Shimon, Levi, really has no bearing over here. Obviously a person do. A person can't say at one time, everything. Therefore, we don't look at the sequence as the order having any halachic or be, uh, practical bearing. It's as if they were all said simultaneously. And therefore, <speaking in Spanish> we don't say that the way it works is, give over 200 as of the assets to two, uh, to Ruvain. Anything left, then give it to Shimon. Anything left, then give it to Levi. It doesn't work that way. They divided equally, but equally Equally means based on the ratio of how much was given. Exactly how it's calculated as a whole sugya. I'm not going to get into right now. But it means they all have rights to whatever remaining assets are there. And they're going to divide it, whether it's proportionally, prorated, however they do it. But not, no one has, because of the sequence, any rights over that property than anyone else does. Okay. And similarly, let's say after the Shechid Meirat dies a uh, Yehuda shows up and he has a Shtar chol. He has a lean on the properties of uh, the Shechiv Meirah. We don't say that he has to go in the order of the last one first. Generally, the, the, you, when you have a lean, then you have to go to the, the, that which was the last Bnei Chorin first. So therefore, in this case, he would have to go after Levy, then go after Shimon. We don't say that, because we say that all three of them is, is equal, the lean is equal, and therefore he has the right to go over after... Anyone that he deems fit that he wants to go over, he's not bound by the order. So therefore, as it says, if on the then somebody showed up with an IOU, he can collect from any of them equally. There is no precedent in terms, precedence in terms of which one he wants to go first. Now. However, if the verbiage of the Shchiv Meirah, the way he articulated it was different, he never said, just said, give this one, give this one, give this one. What he said was, Im Amar, Tnuma Simes is Laploni, V'acharav, he threw in the words, V'acharav, now that clearly shows sequence. That shows preference in terms of the order that he wants to create. So therefore, in that case, we say that in that case, anyone that is Written earlier in the document that has been recorded, that person has be- as has preference as benefit, which therefore means, first of all, if there's only a limited amount of assets, the person who has the right to those assets are the person is the person that is named earlier. Number one. Secondly, if somebody shows up with an IOU, he has to go after the last gifted property first. Alright. Lefichach uh, Yotza Alavstarchov. Govimina he collects whatever he needs to from the last fellow. Engler, if that's not sufficient to cover the debt, only then Gov can he go back to the person that's written before him. And Engler, if that doesn't cover the loan, only then Gov Panov from the one before. That's the end of the Brysa. Says the Gemara, Now listen to what the proof that the Gemara wants to bring. The, the, the brisa sets this down as unequivocal. I mean, this is always the law. It doesn't discuss the 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 quality of land that was divided up or that was gifted. It seems to make no difference. One guy might have got Zaburis, one guy might have made Bainan. It doesn't seem to make a difference in it. Nevertheless, where it was clear that it was not just the person saying it in a way he can't say it any other way, but he made it clear the sequence is important, you have to go to the last person first, even though it might be that that person only has Zaburis. And the people before him might have collected... Baininess. Why? Because that was Bnei Chorin. That land was Bnei Chorin. The lean was on that land last, before and, and, and it was not on the Bainanis that hap, that was given away before. So now Lechorah, so what do you see? So you see that the din of lean, that so you can't take from Meshavodim from but Makam Shayesh Bnei Chorin applies Lechorah even in a case of gifting. Because we're talking about over here that this was gifted property. Because Lechorah, if the Shilohah was that this Takana did not apply by gifts, then what should you say when the Baal Chov shows up? He should go straight to the Beinanis. But we don't let him go straight to the Bayneris. So you see that the Takana even applies even in a case of gifts. That's the Raya. So it says more like this. For Afal Gav, and even though... Kama, it's possible, it's not for sure, but the case is including many scenarios. It could have been a situation where the first fellow that was recorded, he was the one that held on to the Bainanis. The last guy that, that was written in the, in the document, he took away the Ziburis, so therefore we forced the Balchov to go to the Ziburis, and we don't let him go skip two steps and go straight to the Bainanis. So from here we but Matana which is by the way the halacha. that the din is that we do look at a din of stated lekuchos by Matona as well and it follows the rules of So sigmor says Lav Davka, I'll tell you that this bal cho, this Ra was not gifting these assets. he was letting them know that he has these Ruven or creditors. And he's saying, this is what you have to pay them. I owe these people money. Now, if you learn that we're not talking about gifts, but we're talking about paying off creditors, now we understand why you have to go specifically in that order, irrespective of whether it's Beden or Sezillers. But then you have no Raya for our Shiloh, which was talking about Matana. So it <laughs> says the Gemara, "Hakamay askinu bebal chayv." Correct the Gemara. What do you mean "bal chayv"? Then it says "tenu." Tenu usually is an expression yes. for matana. Correct the Gemara. "Vahatenu ka'amar," the person said "tenu." It says the Gemara, "Tenu bechayvai." Says the Gemara that means "give it, uh, give it, uh, give, give it for his debt the, the, for the debt that I owe him." As the Gemara, "Geval de gakasha half cup here." Just like this. If each one of these guys had an IOU, each one of these guys had a star that he owes them money then irrespective of what order he said, give it to Reuven, give it to Shimon, give it afterwards give it to Levi, that should not make a difference. What the lien should be dependent on, the more powerful lien should be bent Whose date of the IOU was written earlier? That's the order that you have to follow. Not on what he says, but what it is documented, the dates documented for Ruben and Shimon Levi. What's that? Maybe okay, it doesn't, it's not mashma that way. It's mashma. It goes by what he says. It's not by, it's not by, he says it should go pull out the star, and that's what it should depend on. Okay. So says the Gemara, stara starodeman kodim, says the Gemara, it wasn't, it was milva alpeh. It wasn't milva b'shtar. Since it's milva alpeh, it wasn't a milva b'shtar, it wasn't a shibu that was created by the date. The only thing that created the obligation over here was, Words. His his instruction. Therefore, you go by instruction. You don't go you by what's la, that? You can go to the kuches. Are you sure can go to the it's, covered it's, property by milvavet? It's not. It's not. The it's not, the I the, 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 the guy who showed up fourth. He his was in document. These three guys. You make no mistake in the Cheshbon. The, the fourth guy had a Milva, it was mil of the Star. These three guys, Ruben Shimon and Levi, were Milva Alpeh. Yehuda was Milva Beshtar. He for sure can go to them. The only thing is why we said, why doesn't it follow the order of Ruben Shimon and Levi based on the star? They didn't have, by them was Milva Alpeh. If you follow the order that he says, give it. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? What do you mean? There's no documentation. This Kasha is a very difficult Kasha to understand because the terrorists is such a bunch of terrorists. I, the Bride, says we're talking about that you follow what was written in the star. What do you mean there's no star? says when you make a mistake. The star that's written in the Brahsa is not referring to the star that they're showing up with their IOU. What's the star that's written in there? No, that's the similar. star that gave the instruction. It's a little you have to understand what the Havamin over here was. It says <laughs> the Gemara, I am I'm a follow the order of the documentation said <coughs> the That's the star of instruction we're talking about, not the star that they're showing up with to collect with and therefore we're talking about a Milvape, you have no Raya. But at the end of the day we have no proof as to whether you follow the order of Shibuddin when it comes that's to God. Matona. That's the point we're trying to say. So that's so, such a partial answer because usually Shkidmira is given by Yeah, Baal-peh. but they record that. I means you don't need a Kenyan, but you have to, they write it down so you don't forget what the instruction was. That's what we're talking about. It was written down for the instruction. So that's one answer. That's answer number one, how we can avoid bringing Araya from here that it's talking about, uh, that they got an order by Matona, because in fact, we're not dealing with Matona over here. We are actually dealing with... Uh, a baal groot e boys answer number 2 we are dealing with matona. Tnu is mashma matona. so therefore it's a bit to say that's a chay, not a matona. Is a matona. So what's the case? Uh, case over here. But it means. And my gova achron. I. The kasha is that if you're going, let's remember the husband If you're going, we were talking about matona. and we want to say that you, you don't bring a raya from here. That there's an order of shibud when it comes to matona. That you have no right to go jump straight to. To collect from the bainers because you have a bigger shebut on bainers than you have a Ziburus, right? You have no, you can't bring that as a raya. So the Mordecai says like this. So what does it mean? So what does it mean that you're going to collect? from the achron, it means, a nifsad el-achron. It means that, at the end of the day, the one that's going to be most greatly impacted is going to be the last fellow, which means as follows. Let's just hold cup over here. Meaning, we were trying to bring a raya for, from this brysa, is the fact that you have to go to the last one, and then the second last one, and, the, and, the, and, the, and then the first one, we we're trying to bring a raya that you see that even if the last one is holding ziburis, the first one was holding the bain. If you cannot jump to the first one. You have to go to the last one. So the din of Ziburis. Of a bnei Chorin trumps baineness of mishabodim. We're going to make that as right. Whereas there is no raya. Whereas what do you mean? Because there uh, is no raya. Because matana you can jump straight to the baineness. Whereas one second, then if it says by by, by matana you can jump to the base. Then why does it say that who is losing the last one? Chorin, you should say who's losing is the guy that has the bainess. That could even be the first one. Saying one another, what it means is like this: you could jump straight to the baineness. However, since There was a sequence of events of how this was gifted. It was gifted to Reuven, then afterwards to Shimon, and then afterwards to Levi. Reuven has a right that if you take away from him his beneness, what is he allowed to do? He's allowed to go and take from Shimon. And if you take from Shimon, if he takes, Ruben takes it from Shimon, what's Shimon gonna do? He can go and take it from Levi. So when it says, Engolva Elamina it means at the end of the day, the one who ultimately is gonna be impacted, is the Achron. That's what it means. It doesn't it's not. It doesn't preclude you being able to jump first to get the Benus. You are able to jump first to get the Benus. All the are men that the one that's Nifsad is the Achron it doesn't mean you have to go to the Achron. It means at the end of the day the one that's going to be hurt the most is the Achron because when you take the Benus from Ruvain, Ruvain is going to go back to Shimon. And then Shimon is going to go to Levi and that's what it means. But therefore still it could be that you can jump straight to the Benus but at the end of the day to go in a Govain, means the last one is the guy that's going to be mostly it's impacted. Not riot. It's not a raya. I mean, you can't bring a raya from it. This is just a way of learning that it doesn't. You can't bring a raya from it. And it could still be talking about a Viter. Viter Says so more like this. Last answer. So says more like this. The last answer is, uh, is the simplest answer is that who says we're talking about where they had multiple levels of property. Maybe they all had the same grade. And if they all have the same grade, then obviously you cannot jump to Ruvain before you go to Levi. And that's what that's referring to. The Ibai's that Afilu that that the that all the grades were the same. Even though it's a simple answer, it is the it is a Dokic answer because the Braissa makes no stipulation about the quality of the grades. So therefore the assumption, as it was in the Raya, the assumption was that we're dealing with multiple qualities. Now, we're saying is that in order not to bring a rush, that's why, by the way, probably why the halacha follows the din that by matana you do say to the because it's the simplest way of understanding the bryasa. That is the halacha. All the other ones are just the chukkei shnu. It says a number of times in shas is that we don't, we bask in halacha on the simplest way. The tzirutzim are just like, they're just uh, Saying you, it's not a hundred percent the but since it is dohuk, we don't paskin like the dohuk terrorists. we paskin like the simplest way of learning. Okay, bye, tomorrow. let's no, go. Yeah, yeah, but you, but you, you still you wanna you still wanna record it so you don't forget. You don't need it it's for some, the it's Kenyan. Stand it, right. it is to record we you know what it that's oh, what it means. You oh, need oh, to know sure. to remember it, right? That's so what he was doing. What's that? So matana like so matana comes out like alone in yeah, terms yeah, of the yeah, name thing. Right. Can. In the in the riots not the terrace In the in the original raya that we're passing like the original raya. Yes, that fits oh, much better. The oh. All right. Whether you go to oh. Gherin, you go to something oh. that. And you're saying it's no, you have to follow regular rules. You have to go to We try to bring a raya that we try to bring out you can't jump. We try to bring you you couldn't, and that's enochimami, and that's the way we poskine. That's the way we You still have to follow the last that you still have to follow. You can only go after the last piece of property not the person. Basically. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying the halacha. I'm not saying the boy doesn't reject them. Yeah. I'm saying the, the way we pass in is this yeah. way. Vaiter. Okay. E La peiros. Alright, now, um, the, uh, the, 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 the the Mishnah taught as follows. The Mishnah taught us that in a situation where a person purchased property from let's just say uh, somebody went and purchased property uh, from uh, the lekeach purchased property from Ruve and he thought he purchased himself a, uh, a a a great piece of property, and he starts working the property. See, he 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 purchases it at at, at, at ten thousand dollars, and he puts in. Uh, two thousand dollars worth of of uh, invest in it, uh, manual uh, labor and, and fertilizer and whatever it is. And now his two thousand dollars investment makes this property worth uh, fifteen thousand dollars, or make it make, make it twenty thousand dollars. Okay, he puts in two thousand dollars, now it's worth twenty thousand dollars. And one day he gets a knock at the door, and there is a sheriff over there right, with a deed showing him that this is stolen property. So the aloha is that the original owner seizes the land and only has to pay to make up the $2,000 of investment. He takes the $10,000. He pays him because even if the guy would have gone and done this illegally in his, he still has to pay for the investments. Interesting aloha. So you wake up one day and some guy's uh, mowing your lawn and fertilizing your, You still have to, or paints your house. You still have to pay him for the expenses. You still have to pay the expenses. You don't have to blame him for the appreciation, but you still have to pay for the expenses. So you've got to pay the guy the $2,000. I, what about the appreciation? For example, let's say that there were payrolls that grew. you got a whole harvest full of payros over here. Now it's been seized. Alright? That's a part of the appreciation of the property. Who does he get that from? So the din is that the purchaser goes back to the thief. He goes back to the thief, and he claims, he has to show document. he has to bring item. he brings it, he says, listen, you owe me uh, $8,000 of appreciation, whatever exactly, let's not get into the details, of the one, Baba but you owe me the difference between the expenses which were paid, and the appreciation which has not been paid, you owe me that, and also, obviously, you owe me for the $10,000 property itself that has been seized. So, the Mishnah rules that for the achilas peiros, for the payrolls, and for the shvach, and the appreciation that were seized, we only allow, if the thief, if the thief has no money and can't pay, we only allow the Lakayach to take from unencumbered properties. He can only take from Bnei Chorin. He can only take from properties that the thief actually has. But if the thief had sold properties subsequent to the the sale. So even a technical say, well, there's a lien. It transfers over to the second purchaser. The first purchaser cannot cannot collect from the second purchaser. He cannot take the payrolls and the appreciation. What he would be allowed to go after is the actual $10,000 itself. The $10,000 property, if the thief does not have anything, he can collect the $10,000 from from the second purchaser because the lien, the second purchaser bought that land after. So we're assuming there was insurance on that first purchase. So when the second purchaser bought the land, there's already a lien of $10,000. But that lien doesn't expand to a $12,000 or to $20,000. It remains at $10,000. And the first purchaser cannot collect on the payrolls, on the shvach. He cannot collect from the, from the, from the shubodim. He can only collect that from the thief himself on Nechorin. That was the rule of the Mishnah. Right? Everybody with me so far. $10,000 and or the actual property itself... Can the the second buyer? Well, the the actual property now is in the hands of the owner. How can he get the actual property? The actual property is now in the hands of the owner. He can take other property that the thief has. The thief doesn't have other property. He can go to a purchaser, right? But, but who bought another, who bought an existing property after he had bought the stolen property. But he can only take the actual value, the ten thousand. The principle he can't take the for the shvach or the bay. that he can only collect from the thief himself from bnei Chor, and He cannot take from Mr. Bodim. that was the ruling of the mishnah. Now the one wants to know why? Why is this takon? What's the reason? So we can have two reasons over. Here. so my timer so Amar Amrrich Lakish, Leticia ain't Suvin. because the payros, the payrolls let's deal with the payros. it makes it easier the payrolls that grew on the property after he invested the money that wasn't written explicitly in the in the document it means he has a document that I'm purchasing from the thief he thought I'm purchasing property and it's insured. But the insurance is only on the property that he purchased. That insurance doesn't cover that. Uh, it, 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 it covers in terms of he has a right to collect it from the th- from the from the thief. But since it's not specifically written in the actual star that of purchase, it's considered to be like a milva al It's considered to be like a verbal loan, not a written written loan. And a verbal loan cannot create a lien on Meshavadim, it can only require on Bnei Chorin to be paid. That's, the, that's the one of the Ta'konos Chachomim, that if I lend you money, so if it's in, 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 written, in written, so therefore, there's a call and it becomes publicized. The aloha is, you can come back to me and if I don't, I can go back to you, I can come to you and, and ask for the money. If you don't have, I can take from properties that you sold subsequent to the loan. But if it's a verbal loan, I cannot. So he says that since the payros itself, which obviously they're just a potential, it wasn't, we didn't even know what okay. the payers, so therefore, the payers themselves, as if they're not written in the star, and even if the star has comments on there that I'm kived to pay you for all your losses, whatever it is, it doesn't create a lien. On the properties for the payros to become encumbered by the third party, and therefore their payros can only collect from bnei charei, not mitschabani. This is the reason that is given by Ula. Ula Amrei Lokish, name of Shlakish, ain't subin because they're not considered like written in the star. So Amalei Rabbi Ullah, So the Chora Abba asked Ula the following question: We know that one of the things that are uh, that, 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 that we mentioned the Mishnah, that you cannot connect from Meshubodim you can only take from Nechorin, was that there is a halacha, that when a husband dies, the estate, part of the conditions of the Ksuva, is the estate are required to pay for the Mazon. The, the 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 food of the wife or any of the daughters. Now the Gemara's question is the That's also not written a, a specifically in the document. Mm-hmm. And if it's not written specifically in the. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The other way around. That that that's considered part of the conditions of the k'suba. It's a tznai k'suba, and since it's, it's it's considered to be a tznai k'suba, it's considered should be considered like something that is written and documented part of the Ksuva This is an agreement as part of the Ksuva You have to pay for the mazon of the wife and the daughters, and therefore since that should be considered like something that is written and is publicized, everybody knows the kash is really more from from the the wife because the daughters you never knew there's going to be daughters, but wife you know. So therefore it should be the wife should be. Able to go to the Meshubodim to be able, according to Yosvara, to collect from her Mazon because he it, it wasn't written. It is considered written. It's one of the suva So, Lechora, and, and and it's something that we knew about at the time. So, it says, it's as if it's written because it's not, it's suva and at least the Kash from the Isha. It's something that it was known about at the time of the marriage. And the Mishnah says, you cannot collect from Meshubodim. according to you, the whole reason that we don't allow it because it's not Ksuvin, here it should be like Ksuvin, so we should allow the Isha to collect from Meshubodim. So Amalei, so he says that that reason why we don't allow them to collect from Meshubodim, is not because it's like it's not written. There's another reason why. He says, mi'ikara, the original Takono for paying for Mazon of the Isha and the Bonos, when the Chachamim instituted it, they instituted you can only collect from Bnei chorin. Not because it's not Ksuvin. There was another reason as the Rishonim speak out. Because if a, a husband has a, 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 any any properties that he has, get a saline on it for mazon, mazon is something that has, a, a, it could be for 20 years, it could be 50 years, all his properties would become devaluated. Why would his properties become devaluated? Because people would be afraid to purchase his properties lest they get stuck with having it seized from them to pay for the mazon. So therefore, when the Chachovem initially established this din of mazon, Aisha Ha'abonos, they only allowed it to be from <laughs> Bnei Chorin. And it's nothing to do with Xuven or Eina He says also, Mikora hachi itkun. That's how they initially established it, is that Xuven Bnei Chorin. That it's considered written, yeah, but only to allow for Bnei Chorin. Einksuven etzel Mishabadin. Not to allow to create an incumbent. So the original the original din of why he can't correct from Peros, that's still it. U- Ulam Reish is sticking to his forum is because it's not considered like written in the document. It's like a Milva Pes, not a Milva star, And therefore, I ah, have a Kasha from the Mozana Isha Va Bonos, not Akasha, that's the way the Takkona was established. This was not only Ulam Rish but Rab Asi Rab Yochanan, Rab Asi Tamar Rab Yochanan. He also says Rab Yochanan holds exactly the same thing. The reason why he can't collect from Peders from Meshuvadim, because it's not considered like written in the start. Amale Rab Zaira, Rab this was going on in the base meters of Rab Yochanan. Rab Zera asked Rab Asi, Le Aha, we learned in the Mishnah that part of the tachkana, the also. Was also, which are commands, which are as if they're written. It's a kind of like it's written. And nevertheless, it says, That was the takona. It's only from there for a separate reason, but therefore that's the reason why. Not because it's not Ksuben, it is Ksuben, but it's only Ksuben from Nechorin, yes. not for yes. yes. Meshubodin. Yes. Alright, it's just saying over in two different Batemetrics. Because we're showing not only by Shlokish this way, but to show that even Rabbi Yochanan, which is usually ya Aloha.. Okay. That is, even though we don't Pask in like that over here. But what is, that's the opinion according to Ula Amare Lokish and Rabbi Asi Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Okay. Comes along the Gemara and says Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina has a different reason. You know why. Peyros. You know why Peyros you cannot collect from Meshubodim, which means that the thief that the, that the purchaser from the thief, the purchaser of the stolen property, can only go to the thief to collect his payrolls. He cannot collect from the Shabbat and from properties that were sold by the thief. So the first reason was given because it's not like it's written in the, in the, uh, it's ain't suven. He says a different reason. He says, lethisha ein Because it's not something that you can give a fixed amount of money for. Meaning the whole swara. The whole svara over here, let's speak, speak this out for a moment. The whole swara of why Chachamim were concerned, they wanted to protect purchasers. What do they want to protect purchasers? When I run a title search, when I want to make sure that what I'm purchasing from you, I'm going to be free and clear and unencumbered. So what do I make sure? I find out how much debt do you have. I can check how much debt you have and knowing the amount of debt you have, I make sure that when I purchase a property for you, I'm leaving behind an equivalent amount of land to what your debt is so I know I'm free and clear because if anybody ever shows up with a uh, pre-existing IOU loan, I know that I'm covered. Why? Because he's going to have to go to it. He says, that's only if you can calculate exactly what the amount of the debt is. The amount... He says, and that's true also, by the way, when I purchase from you, when I'm purchasing a piece of property from you, and I know other people have made purchases before, there is a chance is that those purchases were stolen property. I could still calculate how much property have you sold in the last six months, and if no questions came out on property for and I don't have to worry about the property, but I have to worry about the last six months of property. You let you sold a million dollars worth of property, you still have a million dollars worth of assets. So even if somebody claims that that million dollar worth of property was stolen property, I'm okay, because I have purchased after, I've left behind. He says that you can only make that cheshven if you're dealing with something that is quantifiable payrolls is not quantifiable. How must I know how much payrolls are going to be growing on that stolen property to know how much land I need to leave behind? And therefore... It's a different answer than before. No, that's so, the, the, the answer. so therefore, the point is that since it's unquantifiable, it's not a defined number, that's why Khachamim did not allow it to be taken from the purchasers. You could only take it from Deichon. You cannot take it from B'odim. So it's not the reason because it's not written, but the reason because it's undefined. That's the, the reason Rabbi Hanina gives. So therefore, Rabbi Hanina gives. Now, the Gemara wants to know, we're going to learn this like Rashi, we're showing him how difficult with Rashi's shot. But the Gemara wants to know, does Rabbi says Ain Ketsuvin, does he require both that it be Ksuvin and Khitsuvin or he only requires that it be kitsuvin? And we'll explain in a moment what's going to be the Navkumina. So he Rabbi Chanina, according to the opinion of a chanina, ktsuvin, ve ktsuvin boy, that in order to allow something to be collected from a Shabodim, it has to have both characteristics. It has to be written specifically, it has to be written in the Star, and it has to be quantifiable. Right? Or, or, or perhaps, in order to collect, collect for Bodim, you don't have to have it written. And even if it's just something that we know the exact amount, that is sufficient to collect for mishubadim. Avu bishengsuvin says Rashi. What would that be? Milv'al pe. Tremendous Kiddush. Because we never say Milvat Pei can collect from a Shabbatim. It says, Rashi, Dad, if you hold, you only need suvin Milvat Pei is suvin I know it was a $10,000 loan. The only thing, it wasn't in written form. So maybe that's sufficient to collect from a Shabbatim, As long as it is definable as opposed to having definable and written. So that's going to be now the next, the next uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, half an amen um, discussing the Shiloh. According to Rabbi Hanina, do you need and ketsuvim and ketsuvim, or do you only need ketsuvim? As opposed to Rashalav they said the most important part of it is it has to be written. Okay. Toshma, come and listen. To Itma, it was stated. Misha meis, a person died. Veiniach ste bonos, ubed. So we have a situation like this. A guy dies, he has three children, two daughters, and a son. Now the halacha is as follows. If there would be no son, then how do you divide the Yerushah? 50 50 between the daughters, however, there is a son. When you have a son, is the ben, so therefore the daughter cannot be Orish because you have a son. However, the hachamim established that the son, the estate are responsible to pay what's called parinosa. Parinosa is a dowry. Ten percent of the assets, when this girl gets married, ten percent of the assets goes towards towards her dowry. So let's speak out what happened over here. Two girls and a boy. First girl one gets married. She takes the dowry into the marriage. She takes ten percent of the assets. Before girl two can get married, son dies. So the ruling is going to be that since now anyway she's getting 50% of the remaining assets, that overrides her lien of getting 10% of the dowry. So you don't say give her 10% and then split the remaining 50-50. Since she's getting 50%, that overrides the lien of the 10% that she has. That's going to be the ruling. So it says like this, <laughs> The first girl was, got married, and she collected her dowry of 10%. And the second one did not yet get her 10%. Until the son, died. And therefore the son dies, now it falls by Yerusha. So, Am Rabi Echanan, Shnia Vitra. The second one is forfeited. Holin is forfeited. She does not collect the 10% of the assets for her dowry, because she's anyway getting 50% of the remaining assets for her Yerusha. That is the opinion of Rabi Says, Amalei Rabi Now, Rabi remember, we're talking about Rabbi Chanina, and we're trying to bring a Raya, at a Shaila. Does he you need k'suvim and kusuvim, or do you only need kusuvim? We're trying to bring a ride for that. So what do says? I disagree with you, Rabbi Yehudan. He says, what do you mean that the yerusha is strong enough to wipe out the lean of the dowry? Let me show you how powerful that lean is. He says, gedayla amru. We said even a greater case <coughs> to show the strength of the lean of the dowry. What's the sha- What's the what strength? He's going to say it like this. We know. Me. That for mozon, that for food, the din is that the daughter and the, and the mother can only collect from Bnei Chorin. However, for dowry, for parnosah, for dowry, if the husband sold property and he's left no assets behind and the daughter needs to collect for dowry... She collects even from Mishabodim. So the koach of the lean of the dowry is so strong that it isn't broken even by a purchase. So if it's not broken by a purchase, it's not going to be broken by a Yerusha. And therefore, you don't say that she's forfeited it. That's the point that was made by Rabbi Khanina against Rabbi Echen. Let's see it inside. He says like this. He says, <laughs> That's right, That you can take from a, a third party for dowry, but you can't take from a Zonos. Now, uh, and you want to come and say, Rav Yochanan, that Shneevitra, that the lien has been forfeited for the dowry. Now, what's the point over here? Look at this, gavaldik. Now, Lachora, dowry, dowry is a 10%, is an exa- it, it, it is a quantifiable amount. However, there is no actual documentation anywhere that it's written. So really, this is something that is only lechora. It's quantifiable. It's ktsuvin, it's k'suvin. but it's not ktsuvin. And still, what do you see that it transfers to Meshabodim. So you see that Rabbi Chanina holds: you only need ktsuvin, you don't need ktsuvin. That's, That's the I wants to bring. The so Khara says it like that. That's a kasha I had too. I don't know an answer for that yet. Well, so well. It says the more as follows: to make it kaitso, that lechora is is a quantifiable amount. But but it's not written specifically. So therefore the Karmoitsiar and she can collect from Mishubadim. So Mordechai says, Shani Parnosa came into Israel Kalo. Parnosa, when when a husband dies, when a man dies, everybody knows. knows she's getting ten percent. Everyone calculates. We need for Shadukh, Everybody talks about what oh. the ten percent of dowry. And since it has such a call, therefore it could be that that is considered the same as if it's written. So you have no raya from dowry. So Mordechai says the Chayra that came into Kala Kalo command the Ksiva Dami. It's as if it's in writing as well. So we have no Raya yet. The Shila still remains. When Khanina says you need Ketsuvin with a Tzadi, does he also need Ketsuvin with a soft Rav Hunah Must be Rav Hunah Bar Rav has the Kasha from the following Bray The case is like this. Fascinating case. The case was a woman had her daughter from a previous marriage. And she marries husband, this really should be husband number two, right? We'll call him husband number two and she's bringing a stepdaughter into the marriage. So she uh, gets husband number two to agree is that that he will support for five years the stepdaughter, even though legally it's not required, but she gets him to agree that he will support her stepdaughter for five years, okay? His stepdaughter, her, his stepdaughter, her daughter. Now, after year one, he divorces her. Alright? But he agreed to five years worth of support. She turns around and she marries husband number three. And she makes the same deal with husband number three. My stepdaughter, my daughter, who's now going to be your stepdaughter, you have to support for five years. The Mishnah Ksuvis, I think there's a Mishnah over there, brings down that the halacha is, even though there's a four-year overlap, from husband number two to husband number three, so one of them they have to work out between the two. One of them has to give her food, uh, give food, and one of them gives cash because they both have obligations. They both accepted upon themselves obligation to support this girl, and therefore they both have to pay around—not food for both, one food, one money. Okay. Now the Mishnah writes like this: Let's say these two, husband two and husband three, have their own daughters. They have their own daughters. Who they also have an obligation to feed. Now, let's say that these two husbands die. So now you only have the estate of husband number two, and you have the estate of husband number three. The aloha is like mazonos, regular mizonos, the daughters can only collect from Bnechorin, from what the estate actually has. They cannot go back after the purchasers from the Shubodim, because mazonos. we said, you can only care for Bnechorin, but not Shubodim. However, the stepdaughter. The stepdaughter, she has it stronger. She has it like a, 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 a regular creditor, like a regular Bachov. And a regular Bachov can even go so for her mazonos, she can go to the Mishabadim to collect. That's what? the ruling of the Mishnah. Why is it stronger? Be- it because it wasn't just it wasn't just the one of the of Mazonas the t'nai of Mazonas the, the Chacham established only in we said but here it wasn't done as a t'nai here it was done as a regular regular uh, agreement so it says the more like this so it says <laughs> if husband number 2 and number 3 die then their own daughters who they have beside the Suva an obligation to feed that is from Nechorim he the stepdaughter is the zonas of she's not different than any other debtor who, uh, any other creditor that's able to go to Meshubodim. So now the Gemara's kasha is over here. Is that lachora? The Gemara's kasha is it wasn't written. It that this was a verbalized. That was a. Uh, it wasn't a written document. And if it's not written, so therefore lachora, it's not something that is. Kesuvim, so, so 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 that's already a shaila: is it kesuvim or not? And Rashi seems to learn that this is only a kasha on. Uh, that, only the, that it's not it's not a, it's not on both. Rashi says over here. Rashi says, "Kevan um, dekaitzi It is so five years. So it is something that's Kutsuv. But it's not Kosuv, So therefore, you see, it's a raya that you need only kotsuvan and you don't need Ksuvin, okay? Which would also be a kasha on uh, Ula Amare Lokish and Abbasim and Rabbi Yochan because they held that you need k'suvin. You don't need Kasuvin, Over here it's not k'suvin. So that's the Shiloh. So when it says no. That this was made as a formalized kenya. They brought adam and she made each one, each one of the husbands at the beginning agree which therefore publicized it and since it publicized it it's considered like it was written. So he want it like this. So says something like this. So one second. If what we're saying is that for the stepdaughter it was done in a formalized kinyan, so then why not may, then why is it any different with the other daughters? And why not say that he did the same thing for his own daughters? Because if, why are you saying it's formalized for his stepdaughter, if he formalized for his stepdaughter, then say he also formalized it for his own daughters. And if you say that then you have another problem, then what? Then, why for his own daughters can it be for Achi, So, why so, not say the same thing for his own daughters? No! The formalized Kenyan was only made for the stepdaughter. He never relied on a formalized Kenyan to publicize it for his own daughters. Says the Gemara, my pasket, I mean, my pasket is like, why is that uh, 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 unequivocal? I mean, why would the Tana create a case that seems to be a strange case? A Kenyan, why not? For that. Usually, you want to make something that flows through the whole thing. So, why is saying it makes sense to say the Kenyan was one, not the other? Why does that make sense? That that was be the best way to give the information. So, I'll tell you why. Because Bas Ishto the have Kenyan Mahani Kenyan. Because for the, for the, for, his, for 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 his daughters it's a His own his stepdaughter that's alive at the time when he gets married. The Kenyan can work for because she's around. But his own daughters that haven't been born yet at the beginning of the marriage, he can't make a kenyan to work for them because they're not here yet. Says my the kenyan doesn't work for. Frek the Gomorrah but that you don't have to make that the case. I can come up with a situation that all the girls are around. What could happen? Very interesting case. The way the was gonna say, let's say he marries the, the husband number two marries the woman. Okay? And then he they have some kids so he has his own daughters, and then he divorces her. And on the remarriage, is when the Kenyan is made. Now, on the remarriage, when the Kenyan is made, the stepdaughter's around, and his own daughter's around. So if you want to be creative, I can create a Kenyan convokes converts to them. So, still, why would you make the case where it's only the Kenyan is only working for the stepdaughter, but he's not working for his own daughters. So says the one like this, land, and Can't we be talking about to have a travail that both groups could be around, the stepdaughter and the daughters, the what was the case? The Girshaw that he divorced her, Hadra, and he took her back. And this way you could have both of them around. So why would my Pasco? why is the Kenyan only helping for, there's a Kenyan for the stepdaughter, but you're telling me there's no Kenyan for his own daughters. Ella says the I'll tell you why it's Pascha. It makes sense. Sense, to say that this is the way you should write the brisa because of the mishnah. Bito the t'nai based his own daughter that is a pre-existing obligation to feed her because there's a t'nai based in t'nai based has to feed his own daughters. They have a Loma hanilah kenyan even if he wants to make a kenyan the kenyan won't work because there already is an obligation to feed her from, from the t'nai based But ishto that without the kenyan. Said he would not have an obligation. So Abbas Ishtar, the Lavatnai Basin, Ka'achal, would not eat without, but only on a Tanai Basin. Mahani la Kenyan. then that's the Kenyan is effective. So, says that makes no sense. You're telling me that the one that has a stronger position, because the base didn't already mechayim, for her to add a Kenyan is not going to work. Why? Because she has an, uh, an earlier Kenyan. The one has no Kenyan, has no obligation, there the Kenyan works. And the one that you already anyway have an obligation, there the Kenyan doesn't work. Why should, because she has a previous obligation, become weaker that the Kenyan won't help her to collect from Meshubadim? That makes no sense. Because there's a tsnai based in, so therefore you add a kenyan to it, now it, it doesn't work? Why would that be? So, what says, Ella says there's a difference for him. It says something more like this is, Let's speak about the psychology of the, of the man here. His, daughter, his stepdaughter, he has no obligation to feed. And the only reason he doesn't want to feed her, the only reason he feels obligated she to wants. feed her, is because he made a kenyan. Alright? That Kenyan works to collect for Mishabodim. Now, what about his own daughters? His own daughters, he didn't have to make a Kenyan for. He didn't have to make a Kenyan. But he shows us, he's so careful, he wants to make sure that they get mazonos. that not only, he doesn't only rely on the And What does he do? Kenyan. That guy we have to worry about maybe created a slush fund. Maybe he put money aside that, that they should have money to take from. And we don't know for sure, but since we, we suspect it might have happened, because he shows, he even making a Kenyan where there's already a T'nai based in, we cannot hurt Bodin based on that. But to hurt Bodin where he might have put aside money, that they would not allow with that Kenyan to do. That's as far as his own daughters. So it says, this. Elabito, his own daughter, came at the T'nai based in Ka'akhla. She's already consuming, would have the right to have Mizonas based on the T'nai based so when he why is he emphasizing a new Kenyan he wants to make sure she gets so then Amar we have to be concerned so is that maybe there was coins or there was money put aside that we don't know about and therefore we cannot allow her to collect from Shabbatim only from Nechor but we have not yet brought a riot yet to our original Shiloh whether it's Ksuvin and Kh'suvin or only Ksuvin alone Toshimach come and listen Amar Rab-Nosen. So Sigmar now says as follows Rabnossin says Amar he says this din That you cannot take payros, going back to our original halocha, that payros that you had a land seized from you by the original or the right owner, and you had bought, purchased less stolen property, so we said the halocha is that you're not allowed to go to a second purchaser to collect on the payros. The payros can only come from the from the thief. You cannot take it from a He sa- says the Gemara Gavald the Gazach. says a Messiah, When is that true? When is this din of the Mishnah that you cannot collect the payros from Mishabodim? That's only if the purchaser number two, the second purchaser, he bought the land before the payros grew. Before the payros grew, however. If the payrolls grew already, before the second purchase was made, the payrolls were already in the field, and now he comes to buy property from the thief, it means the second purchaser buys from the thief, the first purchaser can go after the second purchaser, not only for the actual principle of the property, he can also go after the second purchaser for the payrolls itself. Why? One second. Let's finish this. So we want to say it like this. So I'm a Rav Amos, when don't we allow the the, the per, first purchaser to go after Mishu after the second purchaser for the payrolls? It's only if man It's only when the second purchaser purchased from the thief. The uh, the the uh, purchase before the shvacha before the improvements that was made on the stolen property by the first fellow. However if these improvements already existed at the time when that second purchase was made then the first purchaser if the thief doesn't have the money and doesn't have the properties the first purchaser can go to the Meshavadim for the second purchaser to collect even for the shvach even for the improvements so what do you see? this is what it says that the only thing that stops you from taking from a Shabbatim because they weren't in existence at the time of when the second purchaser purchased. But if they were in existence, then the first purchaser can go after the shvach from the second purchaser. Machlokas are showing him how to learn the question. Rashi learns that this is a kasha both on, both pshatim, both on Ula Amre Shlokish and on Rabbi Chanina, Because you see over here, first of all, it's for sure not in the, it's not written. It's not written. And second of all, Rashi says it's also not a quantifiable amount. Rishon disagree with Rashi and say, why well, it's not quantifiable. The point is, if it's already existed, you can calculate how much it is. They hold, it's only a kasha on the opinion that says that you need, uh, ksuvin. It's not a kasha. But Rashi learns the kasha on both. It's it's from a tanoyim, it's a tana. It's not a It's a kasha on both. both Amoroyic Pshotim. That's how Rashi learns it. So the chairah, I Akashor and both. says the Gemara, it's actually Machlokas Tanoim. The Gemara is going to bring a brysa now. So it's a third shita. The Gemara is going to say the first two follow two other tanoims. So there's actually three shitas in the tanoim over here. Tanoi. It's actually Machlokas Tanoim. The Sanya we learned in a brysa. It's all the cases that you cannot take from Mishubodim. Why? That's a olam. The Chachavim wanted to protect us society. Why? Because it's not written in the Shtar. Clearly this Tanakhama holds what? That the reason for it is because not in writing. That's exactly That's the Pshad true. of Ul Resh wakish Rabatiyam Rabi Yochan, and that fits them. Am Rabi he says you don't have to come on to a Takon chachomim. There's another reason why you cannot collect from such a, from the shvach, and, and from all of these things. Why? The You don't need that tikanolum, It's not quantifiable. It's not quantifiable. It cannot create a lean. That's the reason. So you see two tanoyim here. One holds the reason is ketsuvim. One holds the reason is ketsuvim. And therefore the machlokas of Yochanan and Resh Lakish against Rabbi is actually a machlokas to Rashi, there's a third shita, Rab Nosen, but there's actually three shitas in the tanoyim. Gentlemen, we'll stop over here. You guys